0: We'll now sing together the first two stanzas of Psalm 48. Let's put to to music. Psalm 48, stanzas one and two. And we'll sing those first two stanzas standing, if you're able to stand. Now read the form for the celebration of Lord's Supper Explanation to page six hundred and eight. Brothers and sisters, the apostle Paul describes the institution of the Holy Supper in First Corinthians eleven verses twenty-three to twenty-nine. You proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Whoever therefore eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty concerning the body and blood of the Lord. Let a person examine himself then, and so eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For anyone who eats and drinks without discerning the body, eats and drinks judgment on himself. If we are to celebrate the Holy Supper for the strengthening of our faith, we must first examine ourselves. Let everyone consider his sins and accursedness, that he may humble himself before God. Let everyone examine his heart, whether he believes the sure promise of God that all his sins are forgiven him only for the sake of the suffering and death of Jesus Christ, and that the perfect righteousness of Christ is freely given him as his own. Finally, let everyone determine whether he intends gratefully to serve the Lord with his entire life and to live in true love and harmony with his neighbor. All who by the grace of God repent of their sins, desire to fight against their unbelief, and live according to God's commandments will certainly be received by God at the table of his Son, Jesus Christ. They may be fully assured that no sin or weakness which still remains in them against their will shall keep them from shall keep God from accepting them in grace and granting them this heavenly food and drink. But to all those but to all who do not truly grieve over their sins and do not repent of them, we declare that they have no part in the kingdom of Christ. We admonish them to abstain from the Holy Supper. Otherwise, their judgment will be the heavier. Christ has commanded us to use this supper in remembrance of him. At this table, we remember that our Lord was sent by the Father into the world, assumed our flesh and blood, and from the beginning to the end of his life bore for us the wrath of God. He was bound that we might be set free. Though innocent, he was condemned to death that we might be acquitted at the judgment seat of God. He let his blessed body be nailed to the cross and so took our curse upon himself to fill us with his blessing. He was forsaken by God that we might never more be forsaken by him. And by his death and the shedding of his blood, he confirmed the new and everlasting covenant of grace when he said, it is finished. John 19, verse 30. Therefore, as often as we eat this bread and drink of this cup, we are reminded and assured of Christ's hearty love toward us. He died on the cross and shed his blood for us that he might feed our hungry and thirsty souls unto eternal life With his crucified body and shed blood, as surely as we, as truly as we receive this bread and drink in remembrance of him. By his suffering and death, Christ has obtained for us the Spirit of life. By this Spirit, we are united with him and receive all his gifts. The same Spirit unites us in brotherly love as members of one body. Therefore, we all, incorporated into Christ by true faith, are one body, and shall show this to one another, not just in words, but also in deeds. And finally, Christ has commanded us to celebrate the Holy Supper until he comes. We receive at his table a foretaste of the abundant joy which he has promised, and look forward to the marriage feast of the Lamb, when he will drink the wine new with us in the kingdom of his Father. Let us rejoice and give him the glory, for the marriage feast of the Lamb is coming. Let us pray. Gracious God and Father, we thank you that you have given us your only Son as a sacrifice for our sins and as our food and drink unto eternal life. We pray, work in our hearts by your Holy Spirit through this Supper, so that in trusting ourselves more and more to your Son, Jesus Christ, we may not live in our sins, but he in us and we in him. Strengthen our faith that you will forever be our gracious Father who gives us all things necessary for body and soul. Grant us your grace that we may joyfully take up our cross, deny ourselves, and confess our Savior. Teach us to expect our Lord Jesus Christ from heaven who will change our mortal body to be like his glorious body and take us to himself in eternity. Amen. We'll now profess our undoubted Christian faith with the words of the Apostles' Creed as it's put to music in hymn one. And we'll do so standing if you're able to stand. be nourished with Christ, the true heavenly bread. Let us not cling to the outward symbols of bread and wine, but lift our hearts to Jesus Christ, our advocate at the Father's right hand. Let us firmly believe that we will be nourished with his body and blood as certainly as we receive this bread and drink in remembrance of him. And after we sing together, hymn 59 is a song of preparation The elders will distribute the signs and symbols and will celebrate communion together. And to clarify who may take the bread and wine from the trays, which the elders will be passing through the congregation, and who should simply pass the trays on, please note that besides the guest mentioned just prior to the worship service, only communicant members in good standing of the Emmanuel congregation who have duly examined themselves are now invited to partake of the Lord's Supper. For the guests participating with us, please be aware that the bread in the containers in the middle is gluten-free and the colored cups in the center contain juice rather than wine. Let us now sing Hymn 59 in preparation for the celebration. Please take the bread as a symbol of the body of Christ. The bread which we break is the communion of the body of Christ. Take, eat, remember, and believe that the body of our Lord Jesus Christ was broken for the complete forgiveness of all our sins. Please take the cup as a symbol of the blood of Christ. The cup of blessing for which we give thanks is the communion of the blood of Christ. Take, drink from it, all of you. Remember and believe that the precious blood of our Lord Jesus Christ was poured out for the complete forgiveness of all our sins. Read the Bible together now, Hebrews chapter 12, verses 18 to 24. As we read this, you see the, the glory of the work of Christ, how he brings us in to Zion, the church, that important connection between Psalm 48 and our lives today. For you have not come to what may be touched, the blazing fire and darkness and gloom and a tempest and the sound of a trumpet and a voice whose words made the hearers beg that no further messages be spoken to them. For they could not endure the order that was given. If even a beast touches the mountain, it shall be stoned. Indeed, so terrifying was the sight that Moses said, I tremble with fear, but you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to innumerable angels in festal gathering, and to the assembly of the firstborn who are enrolled in heaven, and to God, the judge of all, and to the spirits of the righteous made perfect, and to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. We'll now sing together Psalm Psalm 48 where we are encouraged to reflect on the steadfast love, to ponder on the steadfast love of God that we could just enjoy together and to see and rejoice, walk around the church as we see the presence of God in our midst. Psalm 48, stanzas 3 and 4. Beloved in the Lord, now that the Lord has nourished us at his table, let us together praise his name with thanksgiving. Psalm 103, verses 1 to 4 and 8 to 13. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquity, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. He will not always chide, nor will he keep his anger forever. He does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his steadfast love toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. As a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. Therefore my heart and my mouth shall proclaim the praise of the Lord from now on and forevermore. Amen.